You're listening to Three Makes Baby, a podcast about fertility, family, and genetics. I'm Jana Repnow, a fertility counselor and author of Three Makes Baby. Welcome to the show. Hello, I am back today with a return guest, and I'm excited <laughs> because that's what season two, you're going to hear from a few guests that were on with us during season one and have come back to share more about their journey, which, you know, I love because then we get to see, um, kind of some more sequential things happen and you get to understand how how things might, um, how you might relate to different parts of the journey as well. And just new information is always good. So without further ado, I want to welcome Brittany back to the show. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me. So if you remember, I think, Brittany, you were like our second guest um, and you talked about, I can't remember now how far along pregnant you were at the time when you came on the show um, pretty early. Do you remember? I want to say I was like 10 or 11 weeks. Okay. So pretty. Yeah, it was, it was still pretty early. And now you are? Now I am two weeks away from having this baby. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Time went by so fast. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Mm -hmm. And so much has changed since we spoke too, just with the whole world right now. So we can talk about that a little, but I I definitely want to start with hearing your um, journey and any updates you might have and and how you're doing, anything that you might want to share with listeners. Yeah, well, I mean, so I want to just start by saying everyone will tell you when you finally get pregnant, enjoy your pregnancy, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I am, I am, and they say it goes by so fast, but like, listen to them, because it seriously goes by so fast, I, um, mm. and I have enjoyed this pregnancy, I've like soaked up every minute of being pregnant, feeling him move, all the ultrasounds. I've just, I've loved being pregnant and, um, I actually am kind of sad to not be pregnant anymore in a couple of weeks because I mean, I feel like it took us like two years to get pregnant. And then like the first trimester, you're just so scared the whole time that you're going to lose the baby Mm. and then you get through it and then you just basically have six months left and it just flies by. Um, well, it's good to hear you were able to let. (laughs) you were able to enjoy and not feel as anxious after the first trimester. That's, that's good to hear. Well, even during the first trimester, I promised myself I was just going to enjoy every minute that I had with this baby. Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. I had, I'd been wanting to be pregnant for so long that I just, I would have days of course where I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I'm pregnant anymore, but I would just be like, you know what? I'm just going to soak this up and I'm pregnant now. And mm-hmm. for as long as this lasts for, I'm going to enjoy this. And, mm-hmm. and I'm so fortunate that it worked on our first transfer and we, we didn't do PGS testing since we used um, donor eggs. So okay. I was a little nervous with that. Um, mm-hmm. But everything has been great. And um, oh, good. Yeah. Good. So just for that's anyone wonderful. who's listening. <laughs> yes. It's so encouraging. It's so yeah. encouraging. Um, but yeah, everything has been great. I mean, I forget that I'm pregnant with a donor egg baby. (laughs) You do. Yeah. Because it's so real and it's in your body and it's part, you know, physically so much part of you. 
right now. Yeah. I mean, he's a hundred percent my baby, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, just knowing that he is getting nourished by everything that I eat. My heartbeat is like his favorite sound that will just calm him. And just like knowing mm-hmm. that when he gets, comes out, that I'm mama and I'm going to be the person that he wants the most. Like mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like I, I have to like remind myself like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to share my DNA, but yeah. and it, it doesn't bother me at all. And I think it's because I took so much time to grieve the loss of my genetics. Yeah. He knows your heartbeat. He knows your sounds and smells and you know, you're what he has come to know in the, his, in his formation inside. So that's all familiar to him. And yeah, I like the way you said that. That's so true. So yeah, that, that is, um, I think that is helpful for people that are earlier on in their journey or just can going through the beginning stages. Um, of course, everything's on hold right now, but mm-hmm. that, you know, that won't be on hold forever. So people will be able to continue down that path. Has there anything happened or any new information or new developments since we last spoke? Yes. So I don't know. I guess apparently this isn't a rule or like a law. It's a suggestion to that donors should only be able to do like so many cycles. And I mm-hmm. believe for egg donation, it's six. So yeah, I, um, I definitely keep track of my donor and like the clinic and kind of calc, you know, figure out when she's doing more cycles. I was told that we were going to be her last cycle because she didn't want to do any more, I guess, after that. And how do you keep Um, track of her? Do you, did she's not a known donor to you, is she? No, she's not. Well, so I know who she is now because of freaking Instagram. Apparently, I think I talked about this last time that we have, um, mutual friends and she actually came up in my explorer page one day. Okay. Did I tell you that last time? I don't think so. No. Yeah. She came up. One of my really good friends actually dated her brother. (laughs) Oh, wow. No way. Yeah. We have like five mutual like followers and I was just scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw her picture and I was like, that looks like my donor. And I clicked on it and sure enough, it's her. So I know who she is. (laughs) You do because you have a picture of her from the profile. Yes, I have multiple yeah. pictures of her from her profile. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, but I, obviously I've never reached out to her. Um, I don't mm-hmm. like show people, this is our donor, you know, I just yeah. kind of was like, oh crap. Like I didn't tell anyone for probably a month. And then I finally told my husband, oh, <laughs> I was you like, did. I have to tell you something. He was like, <laughs> yeah. this isn't good. I was like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah. yeah. And, um, but the way that I keep, tabs of her cycles is through the website because it'll show her like um available and then it'll show her in a cycle and then it'll show her available again okay oh wow really yes so since our cycle i want to say she's done two more two more um retrievals so we were her fifth so then mm-hmm. she did her sixth and then she just did her seventh. And now she's freaking up there again as, as, as available for another cycle. 
So in the same with the same clinic. Yeah. So I actually reached out to the clinic because I was like, ex- I was extremely frustrated after, mm-hmm. after our cycle when I saw her up there again, but I was like, well, I think that she's allowed to do one more, so it's fine. But then I yeah. saw her up there again. So I reached out to the donor. Um, oh my God, my brain doesn't work. The donor coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, you know, my donor is showing active again. I thought that she's done all six or five, however many it is, um, that she's technically allowed to do. And she was like, you know, those are guidelines. It's not like a law or a rule and you have such a strong donor. And since, you know, the doctor doesn't see it, um, it's not like negatively affecting her and, she's still giving really good quality embryos and we're getting a lot of eggs from her. He's going to let her do another cycle. Mm-mm. And I was kind of no. like, no, that's not the guidelines are there for, you know, the guidelines are there for a reason. It's extremely frustrating for me. And I don't even like know the proper words cause I get so frustrated, it's, but I just, it's, it's just wrong. It is wrong. It's for one, the guidelines are there because they're for one, for the donor's pers- perspective um, there are no long-term studies on the effects of stimulation, uh, especially multiple times mm-hmm. to know how this is going to affect her health long-term. So they limit it to, to five. And for the families that are using her uh, donated gametes to have their babies and have children, it's important to limit so your children don't have multiple half siblings like in the 80s and 100s like sperm donation because it's very difficult for people to kind of have relationships with that many half siblings if they wanted Mm -hmm. to it's just too difficult and there aren't social narratives to make it um, make sense and and for people to be fully comfortable or able to comprehend what that means to have that many siblings Mm -hmm. Um, so and we know now with dna testing consumer um, DNA testing that people can find their donor and, you know, it's difficult for donors to manage multiple offspring that could be, um, curious about meeting them. You know, there was a donor in one of my guests donors moved to Norway and I'm not sure if that's why he moved away, but he had ended up having over 80 offspring, you know, from his sperm donation. And, you know, he's in Norway now. And I'm like, you can't help but wonder if he was just like, oh my gosh. Get me out of here. Get me out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's hard. Can you imagine 80 people? um, Yeah. So there's lots of reasons for it that we should be following the guidelines. That's why they're there. And no, they're not enforceable. How could they enforce it? They could fine clinics that they found out were doing this and you know who's they they the maybe the asrm maybe the you know the government's not involved there's no law established to regulate the clinics so it's really up to their ethical guidelines it's up to them to make the right ethical decision that's the word i'm looking for i feel like it's so unethical it is i agree with you it is unethical and they will justify it and say they're helping families and that makes it ethical but you and i know that that's a cover for making money. (laughs) Yes. And also may I add that that clinic, the shared cycles. So there's two people, two intended parents on every cycle that this girl is doing. Okay. So she's done seven donations, which means 14 families. Yes. At least. Yes. So that means that my baby has at least 14 half siblings right now. 
And that's well over the recommendation of the number of donations. Now, they don't specify if they can split it. Again, there's a little bit of gray area there, and you can read it however you want. But if you know what the ethical intentions are behind it, it's pretty Mm -hmm. clear. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I've been a little disappointed in my clinic with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Because it's just like, I just think about my children and like as they get older and having all these half siblings to worry about or think about or try to understand how it turned into what it's turned into. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. When you were informed about using an egg donor, did the clinic tell you they were limiting it to six, five or six? Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Um, but you thought that I, that was going to happen, right? Yes. I was under the impression that that was going to happen. So they must have informed you. They must have told you that, that this is, this is what we limit it to. Maybe you had a question back then. And then when you're pregnant and you're going to have your baby, you find that's not true. And then you ask them and they say, well, it's a guideline. Well, then yeah. if that was the case, that should have been communicated up front. Like, hey, this is a guideline, but we don't follow it. <laughs> Right? Yeah, totally. This guideline totally. we don't follow. So why am I even telling you this guideline right now, right? They gave you an impression of a limitation and had no intentions of ever keeping that. Yep, 100%. Or once turned out, things turned out favorably for them, they didn't have an intention of keeping it any longer. Yeah, That's they're like, okay. oh, she's That's a not strong a, donor. So let's just That doesn't keep... matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, that shouldn't matter. Well, and... <laughs> And since I, since I know who she is too, my friend who dated her brother does not know that we use donor eggs, but I have like wrestled with telling her and being like, this girl is our donor and like having her like say something like, Hey, Hey, just so that, you know, one of my friends used you as a donor and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. It's so wrong. But like when I see this happening and Mm -hmm. I feel like I have zero control over what happens. Part of me wants to like the mama bear in me wants to like take control into my own hand, like try and control it and Mm -hmm. be like, well, maybe if she knows that someone she knows, knows a family that used her eggs, maybe it'll Mm -hmm. spook her enough to stop doing this. Yeah. You know, that it's really close to home and that there are consequences that are right in front of her, really just two people away within, you know, one person of a connection really. What do you think, why, why do you think it would be wrong to reach out and let her know? I just think that for her, I mean, her privacy okay. and yeah. it's her own personal business, you know, I don't think it would be right for me to tell someone that knows her, like my, my two okay. best friends who know that yeah. we use donor eggs. I've of course shown them her probe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, look at dude. Um, and they're like, well, but to show someone who personally knows her, Mm -hmm. I just think that would not be, I just don't think it would be right after, I mean, after all she did help me start a family, Mm -hmm. you know, you reached out to her directly. Is that a violation of your contract? I think legally I'm not allowed to. It's not a law. You wouldn't be breaking a law, but you might be breaking a contract with them, with the clinic, right? Is that who it's with or an agency? Yeah. Like if I ever wanted to reach out to her, I would have to reach out to my lawyer to talk to her lawyer, to talk to her, to see if it's okay if I reach out to her. Okay. Okay. So it's through the contract and is it the contract with the, it's not with her, right? It's with the clinic or is there an agency it's with? 
Um, I believe it's with, the, it's with the clinic and her okay. and I both signed it. See, you know, what's interesting is that they, they kind of broke their, um, verbal agreement with you, which was, we're going to limit this donor that you're using. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you're held up to these contractual obligations and they're really not held up to what they said. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like how would, how would they feel? Like how would he exactly. feel if his, if his daughter had to use donor eggs? Like would he just right. let the donor go and donate multiple times? No. You know, like it's so, yeah. it's so unethical. It's so wrong. And it's, I'm just like, honestly, really disappointed I know. in my clinic. Well, I definitely have posted in an egg donor group that I'm in about this, just saying, hey, anyone who's looking at SMF fertility, um, just so that you know, my donor is about to be on her ninth cycle if she gets picked up by another couple. So just keep that in mind, you know? Good for you. I'm so glad you did that because people need to know. They need to know and they need to be informed. And you know what? The more transparency that we have in this field, and the more doctors are transparent and open and truthful, the better practice they're going to have and the better off everyone is going to be. And I think that should be the rule is the people, you and other families that are doing this, that they will have to be the ones that sort of lead the cause for change and force change by saying, we, the consumer in this situation, we're not going to we're not going to use you, you know, doctor so-and-so, if you aren't going to be transparent, then we know you're hiding something and we're not going to use you. And mm-hmm. then it starts hitting their bottom line too. So that's great that you did that. Cause that kind of information will really help. Yeah. And we have to empower people like you, moms and dads and families and donor conceived adults. We have to, they have to feel empowered. Like they have a voice and they're being heard and listened to. And, you know, doctors can be dismissive. So if, if someone is, is in that group, Sally, you know, was in that group, she saw your post, she went to the same fertility clinic and said, Hey, I heard you guys are not limiting your donors. And like, Oh no, no, no. What made you think that? Oh, well, you know, so-and-so said that you did. No, no, no. She misunderstood. Right. This Mm. is the kind of stuff. And then people feel like, Oh, my doctor said that. So they must be right. I can't Mm -hmm. question my doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what we need to realize is yes, you can, <laughs> you can question your doctor and you should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. Your, it's your life, your baby. Yeah. And your future. So, mm-hmm. and are you thinking of having another baby with the same donor? Do you have more eggs or yeah, embryos? we have, we have five embryos left over. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna get this baby out and then we're just gonna yeah. give it a year of just kind of trying natural and see if we are one of those crazy stories that you hear uh-huh. about yeah. um and see if we get lucky because I am I'm, I'm 33 mm-hmm. so I'm still a little bit younger kind mm-hmm. of. yeah so yeah. so we're gonna see but if nothing happens within a year then we're gonna do another transfer and then if yeah. something does happen and we get this we get pregnant naturally um then we're going to still use another embryo after because I don't Mm want to have I don't want to have one biological child and then one donor conceived child Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want my baby that I'm pregnant with now to feel like he's different you know so 
we've like thought about it and talked about it and that's like our plan like well if we do yeah. you know randomly get pregnant naturally we're still gonna have to use one more of our embryos just so that our first baby doesn't feel different yeah. you know yeah yeah so you want three total three if we get pregnant naturally on the set with the second one but only two if okay we... only two otherwise yeah yeah, yeah. But I'm like already ready for another baby. I love being pregnant. So oh, good. That's so great. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for Absolutely. having me back. And awesome. All right. Well, have a good thank weekend. You so much. Okay. You too. Bye, Brittany. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.